welcome to Elite Rugby Banter, and you're joined by your host Matt for a change, or well, not really, seeing as Alex broke my last streak by one episode, and I'm joined by Ben. Hi there, Ben. Hello, Matt. Uh, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing? Uh, I'm not feeling great, to be honest. We we went to volunteer my company today to help clean up the the oil spill. Okay. And I think all the sm- smelling, all the, not that I got, like, I did, I wasn't, like, you know, wading through oil or whatever, but I think just the, the kind of the fumes got to me a bit. Okay, no fair, that sucks. No. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard something about someone, you people were donating hair to help clean it up. Yeah, so apparently hair is good at catching oil. Okay. But. Then what Mauritius has a lot of is sugarcane, and sugarcane is very like fibrous. Oh, it's dope, and yeah. apparently, apparently the sugarcane fiber is actually a lot more effective than um, hair. So, like the people who shave their heads are, you know, probably feeling a bit silly. Check. Like I got, a, I got, I got a haircut, and they just gave the hair, you know, my my office, my centimeter of hair. I hear I got cut off, so. Okay, no I did my part, but I don't think it helped much, to be honest. Okay, and joining Ben and myself is not the champion of our budget league, but rather Ant. How are you, Ant? Um, I'm good, thanks, despite being almost the complete antithesis to champion of the yeah, budget league. Well, we, we, we tried to get full, but obviously now he's the budget league champion. Like, so, like, it's gone know, to his he's head, just, he's got plans already, yeah, he's, you know? He's, he's, He's just unattainable. Like, you know, like I, I feel 18 months ago, we could have got Squidge on the podcast very easily. Yeah, now we're struggling now, to like, book Phil. Yeah, now we're struggling to book Phil. Like, people are just r- rising stars without us. It's quite yeah. disappointing. Yeah, but thanks for joining us. And how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good, thanks. Um, just come back from a little bit of leave. So, you know, first first day back at work, blues, but... You know, feeling a bit refreshed, which is good. And excited for more legal alcohol tomorrow. No, fair enough, fair enough. Especially with this fucking cold front that's hit us. Yeah, some, some Kahlua hot chocolate's going to be lovely. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and let's see. Let's see, where shall we start this weekend? This week, I'm going to start with the news. Let's start with the fact that the Crusaders just can't seem to look after anything or can't have nice things and apparently by like saturday last week managed to smash their brand new trophy and um i don't know you guys saw uh two so cody taylor apologized on wednesday scott robertson had a uh, press briefing today today or the day before and apparently, uh, Fair to Douglas was also quite involved in sort of the uh, process of like just railing on everyone and explaining what they did was a fuck up. Yeah, I think I think basically it's something that obviously we as South Africans don't really get, but there there seems to be a lot of symbolism around the the trophy. Yeah. The little. And then by by disrespecting the trophy, there you know, there there is kind of a, a knock-on sort of effect. But yeah, I don't know. To me, it seems like a bit of a. Well, I saw the guy who 
carved it, or I think carved is the word. He's the doyle or something. The his daughter sort of posted something on social media. Yeah, but quite it was his angry. daughter who was sort of raging. But apparently, yeah. she's not really involved with the yeah. with the process. But yeah, so she, him and his son are like the carvers. Yeah, and but then like she's she's just the carver's daughter. Yeah, and then like her accusations she, though are quite aggressive because like. like she was like, yeah, they used the pump that, like, jade stone as, like, a doorstop. And they found the carved, like, wooden thing, like, down by some trash somewhere and all sorts of shit. Like, it, the shit she was saying is quite scathing. I mean, that's just not how you respect a trophy relative as a cultural symbol or not. Surely that can't be, like... <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, come on, the, if, if there's one team that's used to handling trophies, it's the Crusaders. They know how to handle a trophy. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, maybe they're just so blasé about trophies now that they're just like, oh, I can't even be bothered. They're just trying to figure out uses for them and then you know, doorstop and, you know, yeah, I, I guess, it, I guess it's one of these things because, you know, the, the, the sort of the cliche is you, you drink out the trophy. Yeah, um, this one, although, but, no, it was a uh, rowboat. You could have turned it upside down and sort of taken a shot or done it like a, a kayak out there. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe at the bottom it has those. Sorry, this is going to be culturally insensitive. But you know, at some bars you can buy like the paddle of shots. Oh, shit, yes, yeah. Maybe at the bottom it has that just to, you know, scratch the drinking out the trophy edge. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. I think that was part of the design. Like some low-key anti-drinking culture like vibe to it. That's why they went for a club instead of well, oh, maybe 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 it's an outcry about the like toxic masculinity in rugby. It's deeply symbolic. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna say no. It's an anti-COVID thing. You shouldn't all be drinking out the same container anyway. Because <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, true. It... that's one of the rules at the Premier in for the Premiership this weekend that kicked off, is they weren't allowed to share water bottles. So like each player had their water bottle when it came on and off. These are actually, a lot of these COVID things are just like, obviously I'm not saying like I was like a hygiene freak or whatever, but a lot of them just make sense, really, even when there isn't COVID. Yeah, no fair. Yeah, I mean, the amount of people that had to learn how to wash their hands for the first time during COVID was quite surprising. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Korea was terrible yeah, at that. Fuck, it was funny. It's giving an implication or indication of how bad people were. Yeah. Okay. general hygiene. Yeah, no. Um, I think speaking of COVID rearing its ugly head, we're all fully aware that Crusaders Blues didn't get played, but apparently, according to Blues coach, Dan Carter was fit and ready to go f for the game. Uh, I mean, how much faith do we put in that statement? Well, of course he was. I, I don't know. I don't... I don't um... <laughs> I think I, that that like like with 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 hindsight, Dan Carter was brought in to create a bit of interest to sell tickets, and as sort of a last resort, you know, sort of two injuries, then Dan Carter steps in. Yeah. Like he wasn't, he was there. He's sort of like a player, coach, ambassador sort of vibe. So no, yeah. I, I I don't buy that Dan Carter. May, maybe because it was sort of effectively dead rubber. Was it dead but rubber? I, was it actually dead rubber? Because the yes, it was. Just could have lost lost second, huh? No, because without uh, playing, the Blues are still second. No, but they got two points for that. No, but I think as it stood with and, like I think as it stood without the game. So after 
If, had the Hurricanes won, I think it wasn't a dead rubber. Anymore. Yeah, but I think Hurricanes win, Blues lose. Yeah. Hurricanes take second. Yeah. Oh, obviously, now now it, it effectively became dead rubber. Yeah, so I still think they should play, if they want to do that Super 8 or whatever, with the top two, top two, top two, and Japan's top two, then maybe they need to play that game quickly just to make sure that the Blues are actually second. Oh, no, no, but now they are actually second because the Hurricanes lost. Oh, yeah, to true. The, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a I dead rubber now, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's that. But then also, it makes sense to play Dan Carter against Crusaders for your last match as well. Like the one time you use him is against his old team. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, w- I would have actually been very interested to see the the side the Crusaders picked for that game. That would have been, yeah. I, w- I was wondering about that as well, how much they would change in that. Like, so would we see Lester Fayunga Nuku, Fayunga Nuku start? Or yeah, I, I would. Yes, you would see him, you would see Dallas McLeod, you would see possibly Brett Cameron, you would see like the whole... So Brett Cameron would have started because I think Richie Mwanga was slated to miss that game for a kid, for having a kid being born. Yeah. So I think... I still reckon they would have leapfrogged Fergus Burke over, <laughs> over Brett Cameron. Oaks have no faith in Brett Cameron. Brett Cameron's <laughs> the last five minute specialist, unless he's playing yeah. the Sunwolves. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Japan in fairness, Alex. Sorry. Or Japan, in all fairness, he's or played Japan. against Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I or was he on the bench against Japan? Did he start? I think that was that, that was a one-time. That was a one-time yeah. thing. Does he have an all-black cap? Was he just a tourist? Or is he just walking around with the base over his arm? No, I think yeah. he's. I think he has run onto the field for the All Blacks. I think he has. No, I think he. I think he played against Japan. I think he came off the bench. He made his yeah. He he was a bit. He was on the bench though. No, yeah, so, but it still counts. He touched grass. He's still a five-minute specialist though. Yeah. Do you, because do you, you know in um, Premiership football, you have to have played X number of games to be a Premiership winner. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. so you know like so you know like now whatever a team will win the Premiership with like four games to go, and then they'll try basically work it out to see how many kind of winners they can get how many medals uh, they can so then the, yeah, they so stack was, the last four yeah, games with just like kids yeah because i was wondering because i know in the world cup rugby there's a similar thing you have to have played x amount of to get a medal i know super, yeah. super rugby had I, that I think, where you had to play x number of games to qualify for playing knockout you have games. to qualify for the for the playoffs but i i, think, I don't know i, I don't know I think for the world Cup, it's different. I think for the World Cup, you can just be in the squad. Yeah, because didn't no, no, I, I, no, because there was a thing with John de Villiers. Like he just made the because remember he no, got he, injured like yeah, but he got injured in like the, the yeah. first game. Yeah, so he and technically yeah. he he just he just met the minutes requirements or something. Was it really? like ten minutes? I mean, that's surely yeah, like no, it's surely going to be. Why even have it in that case? Why even have it? Yeah, I, I think it's just so you don't. Yeah, I, I guess also for like a World Cup, but for like a longer tournament like Super Rugby, it makes sense to have it just because you don't want like it's like Colin Slade, double World Cup winner. Yeah. What so, about? I mean, theoretically, like, in I this guess... case, would Ben Spencer, who came into the England team the week of the final and played what eight minutes off the bench, would he not have got a World Cup winner's medal if they'd somehow beaten us at that point? And and uh, I, I I don't understand this. 
a situation where England wins and beats Africa. <laughs> so what you're saying Sorry, is I, I, somehow I, I, Colby I got tackled. And, and, and you're talking complete gibberish right now. It does okay. not compete. <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand this one bit. Um, ben Spencer, you mean World Cup silver medalist, that guy. Yes. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if he technically... Like I'm sure they gave him a medal. But well, I he don't must know have because they, they did it right after the game, right? So it'd be yes. fucking awkward if they sent him to stand somewhere else while everyone else lined up. In the <laughs> <laughs> just stand off camera, just stand off camera, yeah. stop celebrating imagine with he, everyone imagine else. Imagine he rocks up and, and Bull Beaumont just gives him like a pat on the head. Good boy, yeah, Chris, Chris Pine just, Pine. just like a, yeah. <laughs> sort of fakes yeah, him out, sort of goes to put the medal on and just like misses him completely. Oh. Like, nope. I don't know. I vibe. Okay, well, anyway, this was my thought that maybe the Crusaders had to give guys minutes so they, because Brett Cameron's only played about like, I know he's been on the bench like four times, but he's only played like 10 minutes. Yeah. What for the Crusaders? Yeah. So I was wondering if maybe they would have to kind of give him a full, so he's technically a, a, a trophy a Crusader. <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, why not? So, um, Google it. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. While we're discussing New Zealand, um, NZR have issued an update on their North versus South match amid their current. They've just picked up COVID from somewhere that they're not sure, because the game was set to be in Auckland, but by the looks of it, stage three is set to last at a minimum to three days before the inter-island derby kicks off so they're already looking because then it's not likely to go forward there so second best bet would be that the game gets moved to wellington to the baking dish i was sorry i, I stepped away to stir my mints. um i was going to do this for the facebook group but then I, I have an actual day job so i can get around to it but um, rather than like the North versus South, I don't like these like weird gimmicky gerrymandered like representative teams that don't mean anything to people. Um, so I don't know. I, I would rather see all three South Africa, New Zealand and Australia doing like a trial game. And I reckon like you should just do like a probables versus possibles like you used to do at high school kind of thing. And basically you take the first string forward pack with the second string back line and then vice versa and then you just have two big squads and you just have a like a trial game for guys to kind of make their mark a little bit mm. against the best you know um because like it's i mean obviously guys like um like michaela tu'u and shannon frizzell have like have kind of stood out for a relatively poor team in the highlanders um compared to obviously like being in the blues or the or the satyrs but like, I'd be really interested to see how they'd perform in like a superstar pack. Because yeah. you get those guys who kind of sh they shine in in like dire circumstances, and then when things are good, they kind of fall off a bit. It's like the opposite of a flat track bully. I don't know what the what the nomenclature would be, but you know what I mean. Like, I just yeah. I'd be really really keen to see like a loose trio of like Sotutu, Frizzell, and I don't know. Lachlan Boshier, for example, um, like but playing in like an actually good team. That would be quite an interesting loose trio. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know. So I just sorry, sorry. it was a bit of a red just, herring. I 
talking about something else, I think. No, yeah, well, just on, just the on the South, yeah. Cup winners medals, apparently you get one regardless because there's an article here about a uh, Polisi Manu. Yeah. Oh, he didn't play a minute, of course. Yeah, he, he and he's got a World Cup medal apparently. Oh, I did a, I did a thread on this on Twitter like a few months ago. I, I can't believe I forgot about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was doing a thread on like the on the ratio of of uh, I think it was either games or minutes to to World Cup medals. Yeah, yeah, uh, Colin, Colin Slade has. Colin like, Slade, uh, yeah, he was quite high up there, but like Paul Yasimani, <laughs> just like, wins it because he's, well, he's he's dividing by zero. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the infinity, <laughs> infinity man. Oh god. Uh, anyway, sorry, I completely forgot about that. Well done. Shows you how much crap I talk on social media. Oh, um, yeah. Speaking of talking crap on social media, uh, Premiership Rugby kicked off this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. Oh, dude, oh, dude, oh, sorry, sorry, we did talk about this before, but wh- why was Faf's fla- face on Twickenham? Well, that's what, I can't choose. I can't decide. Was anyone's? Yeah, because it's Faf. Who was it? Faf, Marla, and Itoje. Itoje. Yeah, like I can understand picking Marla and Itoje, I guess, but yeah, Faf makes no sense. Has Faf established himself as that much of a cult hero already? I always got the feeling like they. Like the British um, had like a, a bit of a bigger hard on for Quibus Reinach well, the, at the Saints for yeah, some well, reason. Maybe, maybe as a less distinctive look, like he could just be like a guy. Yeah, like you know, if, you, if you if you see Faf, you like you know like. That's yeah, I suppose Faf. he tries. I guess all well. Marla, Marla, Itoje, and Faf all have a very distinctive look. So maybe that's what they're going for more than anything. Yeah, maybe that uh, they all translate well to the the medium of grass. Yeah, yeah. It turns out if you want to paint someone in grass, you know the, those are the best three. Specifically, yeah, you need specific kinds of haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so. But I mean, I still don't, I still don't understand what the what the point was. I think it was just like a press stunt to highlight the start of the premiership. But I mean, even the three, I know, I saw Milo was baffled by it. I'm assuming Fuff didn't notice it. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it was even on his radar, to be honest. Yeah. The weirdest thing is that, like, it's in a stadium and no one can actually see the field. You know, it's like it's one thing doing a PR stunt that's public, but you're doing it behind the stadium where literally no one can see a thing. Yeah, because I think the the actual announcement was, like, immortalized in Twickenham or whatever, and Myler's comment was immortalized, i.e., until the next uh, comes and mows the lawn. Yeah. I, I don't know. The whole thing felt a bit forced. But, but also, Twickenham doesn't even... It doesn't get Premiership right. No, it doesn't. No yeah, exactly. Out of it. it was completely behind curtains. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no. But, but I mean, no, not just that. But I don't think any games are... I think sometimes, I think the finals play with Twickenham or something like that. Like, I don't, no, they don't do no, finals. They... Oh, yeah. They oh, do. It's, it's, it's no teams. It's no teams home stadium, Twickenham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird. Okay, so... Let's see. So, something we picked up on Izzy Falau not doing. Apparently, pretty much all the Saffirs playing in England are also opting to stand and not kneel in support <laughs> in support during the Premiership. Uh, yeah, kick-off, because I think... Well, let me find it exactly. So, Yo, Premiership... I swear... If you say the words farm murders, Matt, I'm going to lose it. No, no, God, no. I'm going <laughs> to relax. I, the last thing I want to do is 
attract old what's his face um, no, no, we, best we wing in not best wing in the eastern the, uh, western cape the the, uh, <laughs> the value for murder or whatever yeah so anyway uh yeah so the director from england english premiership the organizers was every team was supposed to come up with something for rugby against racism being the actual tag so i think cell being the most seeing a cell had how many south africans eight eight south africans i think so it's easiest to pick on them um they had eight south africans their one thing was that they would all wear t-shirts that said rugby against racism which they all wore and then they also uh took a knee uh before the game and of the eight south africans zero took a knee only only the british players took knees so that includes the likes oh wait um I don't think I don't Manu think Manu to Manu to also didn't also stood. Yeah, I, four think, of the, I think four out of the fifteen yeah. did it. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. So I think it's a bit of a statement, uh, a bit of a conflating. We'll stand to represent all lives and those taking a knee off. Yeah, so Bristol, I think their their whole team at least took part and they made a little heart shape which was cute so like i i don't i don't understand what what they what they're getting from what they're getting from not you know it's not like you're a bloody like race traitor or whatever if you kneel no isn't it a religious thing oh no but it's just that's my understanding i haven't seen anyone but I suppose that's what Tuolagi, because Tuolagi didn't, isn't he the one that tweeted support for Izzy with the uh, gay stuff? Yeah. No, it was Vinipolo. No, it was Vinipolo, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Tuolagi, I didn't mean to conflate you like that. <laughs> My bad. I think he might have he might have liked it or something. Though. Like they, I think yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, like yeah. Sokoi Pikapu uh, or something. Yeah, but so, I mean, the players themselves, I don't think, at least as far as I've seen, I haven't really been paying much attention. Um, I haven't come I don't think anyone's yeah. I don't think anyone's come out and said anything. They were all wearing t-shirts, right? So yeah. I went to stir them and yeah. So they're all this. wearing t-shirts that say rugby against yeah. racism. But then, so taking the knee is a specifically Black Lives Matter so, gesture, okay. which is where most of them didn't join. Yes, they wouldn't have worn it. That um, that would have been like a real uproar. But my understanding from people and like this is just from like. Um, like commentators or commenters on on Twitter, like so random people with you no know, avatars and seven different numbers in their name. So they all support. They all support it. Yeah, well, they all. Yeah, I mean, it's hundred percent. It's it's. I've vetted all my sources. You can be sure about that. Um, but they've all kind of come out in support of it and said, but that's because they are, you know, they're good, uh, uh, you know, good young Afrikaners who only kneel before God or Jesus Christ or whatever. Um, no, but so uh, I mean I don't know. I mean I've seen Afrikaans people on take a knee before. No, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and it wasn't like, to pray. Matt, Matt, it's a bullshit oh, argument, right? Um, don't don't bullshit. get me wrong. Like it's a bullshit argument. Also, I mean saying, it's Matt, the Dupree boys. I think Rob, Dan, and John Luke they don't yeah. speak Afrikaans uh, as their first language. Yeah, they, no, they, no, they, no, no, no. But I mean, it's I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. I would. No, get, no, but but, but I I think it becomes a kind of like hey what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do 
Yeah, and then like, like a... you know, it's like a bit of a peer pressure sort of. But yeah, God, yeah. I, ju- I just, I just wish they'd, especially after we went off on Izzy Falau last week, I just, I just wish that they just, just comply. It's not. It's not even. Compl- you know, it's just. It, it's not hard, and it's quite, it's quite clear. The facts are all there. You don't want to be on the wrong side of this. Yeah. But no, it's, no, it's that's the thing, and like, it's, it is, it's kind of exactly the same as as the Israel Falau thing last week because your absence of a statement is the statement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you want to come out afterwards, if you want to have a little, like, not even a press con, I mean, it doesn't have to be such a fucking big deal, but, like, a tweet. put out, a put out like, a thing on Twitter or Instagram, like, between the six of you or however many of you, yeah, and say, you know, we are all against, you know, police brutality and institutionalized racism, um, as well as farm murders, if that's what you want to say, if that's, you know, that's just... important to you. <laughs> but, but we, you know, just, but, like, we, our, our, our religion tells us that we shall not take a knee for anyone other than the Lord, our fucking savior or whatever, you know, whatever you feel, then just say that and let people know and don't let there be any doubt. Don't let there mm. be any controversy. And then we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation. Then everyone would say, okay, well, look, fair enough. They're misguided or whatever. And, you know, or, you know, whatever. They believe what they believe. You're but them, at least we don't, at least we know that they aren't fucking racists. Because yeah. now, like, it's, it's become that kind of a climate where if you, if you aren't indicating with your words or your actions that you not racist, you know, there's so much racism around you that your silence starts to sound a little bit like you're complicit. Yeah. Like there's now sort of the implicate, like it's implied to apply to everyone yeah. unless you actively <laughs> the, the step out. It's the implication, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. I mean, look, and I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, some people like listening might, um, might take it might, might have a different opinion and like i don't believe that you know just by silence alone shall you be crucified and again this is the same thing we said last week you know, if it was just a man on, on a bus and you walk past a man on the street and he didn't say anything you couldn't turn around and be like oh what the fuck bro like what you're a racist because you don't say black lives matter you know yeah just a guy going about his everyday job as there's no onus on him to to you know proclaim his anti-racism but when you're in a league that's taking an official stance that everyone on your team is doing it. And you've already taken a step. You've already taken a step. You've already put on a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Like your, like your, your failure in that moment is always going to create like controversy and make people doubt you. Right. And I'm again, like this isn't to say that you're automatically a racist. I mean, yeah, you know, I was, I was maybe a bit more prepared to judge him because of his, his history. But like you know, the onus is on you basically to clear the air at that point. So if you, if they haven't done it, which they haven't, then yeah, people are going to assume the worst. Mm. No, definitely. So yeah, um, with that, should we discuss some of what we saw on the field? So I watched one and a half games. I watched oh, this that. Well, aren't we going to talk about how Super Rugby and Zanzi is coming, Matt? Well, I want to. Okay, yeah, we can do that. We can, so Super. Oh, so, so sorry, sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Cut. No, Actually, I, I'm sorry, Matt. No, I was going to just chop out Northern Hemisphere quickly, and then we'd be done with Northern Hemisphere. Just oh, we're going to discuss the Northern Hemisphere games. I thought okay, just cool. get rid of Northern Hemisphere quickly. Or do you want to let's do let's do Super Rugby and Zanzi quickly? No, well, no, no. Why, why don't we get the stats, man? And to criticize their bullshit tackle stats. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, who, so did is you that, watch... Is Anne still, still here, even? Yeah. Yeah, so, 
uh, Alex, you watched some of the Sale game and the Bristol game, eh? Alex is not sure. Oh, Alex not sure. Alex <laughs> is stirring mints again. Um, ben, you watched some of the Sale game and the Bristol game, eh? Yeah, so I watched the whole Sale game and then I watched the second half of the Bristol game. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, I watched the first half of the Bristol game, so we kind of cover each other there. Oh, and the, 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 my, my, my double, my, my left leg amputee and right leg amputee theory. Ant, Ant and Ben. <laughs> ben Ant. Such a Ben Ant. Yeah. Um, so, well, the sale game was first. And yeah, the sale game was, was first, no, and it was so fucking boring. It was like so many... It was like watching the Stormers of 2015 play themselves. Yeah, and the worst part... <laughs> And like we have to start enjoying this rugby because for all intents and purposes that's where they want us to go. Like and honestly the amount they're kicking, I thought that instituted the bloody fifty twenty two rule. Yeah. But oh, um, God. I wanna say though that little ten that the Quins had was quite good. That little kid. What was his name? Uh, um, Marcus Smith or something. Yeah. Marcus I've heard yeah. good things about him. He was playing quite nicely. I think he was like. Is, is he, is he actually uh, like? Is he actually young or does he just look young? He just looks like a child. I don't know if he's young. Phil would probably tell me no. He's was probably like forty-five and has been <laughs> has been a journeyman in the fucking Premier League and like came up through. No, no, he is quite. Because I think he was the. Um, I think he was there under the Junior World Cup. Twenty-one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's been playing for a while. I think he's. I mean, he's not as. First season at senior level, but he's yeah is young. Okay, but yeah, I mean that that game had Manu Tulagi, and I wonder now. Let me see if I can find uh, played. Uh, I'm gonna find because he was gone. I don't think anyone even saw him on the field, and he spent the entire game there. I was gonna see quickly. I should have pulled up stats for this, but I want to actually see if he actually even got the ball because that's also one of the things I noticed from. The Bristol game. So we've played what uh, Bristol game. Manu Tulagi. Uh, they combined the, the runs and carries between Rodrada and Tulagi. And I think they ran between them maybe ten times for like fifteen meters. Yeah, Tulagi. Was... Tulagi has four four ball carrying meters. That's such a that's such a waste. Of he has Tulagi. He has four ball carrying meters over six carries. What do you think? Like I, I don't know because because during was it this week or last week where we were where we got that stat where Richie Gray or Johnny Gray one of them has missed twelve tackles since two thousand and thirteen or something. No, well I mean so and and then that accompanied with that Jamie Roberts piece where he kind of talks about how basically in the Northern Hemisphere rugby they play a lot tighter. Yeah. And in Super Rugby, they just kind of throw the ball around. No, well, I and mean, he if... was playing, for, and he was playing for the Stormers, and he thinks that's flamboyant rugby. So flamboyant, yeah, it's like my game like went off the charts. It's like what? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if we look at the stats from Harlequin Sales, so Harlequins have 99 tackles, 12 missed tackles, 75 tackles for sale, only five missed tackles. So, I mean, they technically are making their tackles, but I guess it's. It's that two-on-one tackling stat that they tend to do. It was what Jamie Roberts also implied, that they don't, they pair up when they tackle. Yeah, but I, I, I don't really... I don't see the point in that. I mean, 
Aren't you supposed oh, no, to? I, see, I, I see the point of pairing up. When, yeah, but if you pair up when you tackle, you're naturally putting your... You're pulling your defensive you, line, you're thinning out your defensive cover. But apparently that doesn't matter because, because they, they never throw the ball wide. Yeah, like to them, 14s, or, 14s and 11s are just superfluous to the team needs. Yeah, but I well, guess maybe because they, they just, they, they've adapted their game to a lot harsher conditions. Was it that harsh though? But anyway. So well, yeah. but, but I'm saying, I don't think the, the winter weather in New Zealand is that much better than England. I mean, fuck, well, there's even, summer. Even there's Australia, summer. What, last weekend we saw the Rebels like putting on a wet weather masterclass. Reece Hodge finally came into his own. Yeah, so yeah. exactly. So I don't know that they can sort of claim that they just play on some slow, turgid field and that that's why everything just looks so boring. Turgid is such a good word. Well then, you're welcome. I've used it like well, three times this week. It's like my it's uh, like it came up in a calendar somewhere or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those word, word of the, of the day, day calendar. calendar. But yeah, it's a nice, it's a good word. And since it, since I used it the first time, I'm like, ooh, I like it. I'll try and use it more often. Um, but also, a lot of their fields are that uh, 4G, 3G, 5G, whatever you call it. Oh, it's 5G is giving. It. 5G that gives them corona, or do you mean the uh, like semi astroturf? Yeah, whatever it's called, yeah. yeah. But no, that's very true. Yeah, so that um, I should be faster. They were not exactly known for flamboyant rugby. No. So yeah. who, are we talking, who are we talking about? We were just saying in Northern Hemisphere rugby how it's a lot, um, like, just more dull. Basically, yeah. like there's a lot less like I, the ball so, around I mean, a lot less. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, I, I it, wanna... it feel, it's saying that it feels more like a test match. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 quite it's quite kind of like technical, you know, like it's very grindy, like it's it's quite a. I mean, I can understand why so many, um, like British rugby fans in particular are, like f like fans of like the classics, right? Like they just feel like purists in a way. Like they really appreciate like a solid fucking scrum. And like you know, just you know, wave after wave of one-dimensional attacking play because they they see value in that. And like I'm not, I'm mm. genuinely not trying to be sarcastic. Um, and I mean, it, for me, it also came across in the commentary because I was like really surprised that the like the British or the English commentators were very kind of like I don't know, um, like they're very analytical, mm. but not very kind of focused on the game itself. Like, they weren't really, like, calling out what was happening. You know, like, even when someone would make a break, they'd, like, sort of take it in their stride. Like, they... Almost like they knew they weren't going to score a try. <laughs> they were discussing... Um, <laughs> they're like, just, by the way, this cat's on the way down to the try line, but don't stress. Yeah. But don't worry, like, he, he will get tackled at the last minute, or he'll get called back for an offside, which... Or, or in Toshia's case. Yeah, blocked. Oh, God. Yeah, crossing or whatever well, it was. The, the, the one fucking exciting bit of play that whole game. No, fucking Toje ruined. Yeah. Call it back. It was too, it was too, it was too exciting. Like a, a granny had a heart attack in row, in row C or something. Oh, I can't know. I'm not a, like a, a hater of Luke Marahan or anything like that. But like, geez, they made him look good in that game. Uh, I'm sorry, Luke Morahan is great. I picked him for my Australian draft side, and it was a great decision, like well Mariko Corabetti. <laughs> well done, Ben. <laughs> but um, no, I don't know, like the commentators just felt very kind of like, um, you know, it was almost like they were. I mean, there wasn't quite like they were calling a golf game or something like that, or like a. But it was it was a bit like listening to Tour de France, um, mm. 
Oh, I like love a, Tour de France. Oh, yeah, Paul and Paul. I like it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not, that's why I say, like, I'm not trying to insult them. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but it was like a very, very different style. Because, like, the Australians just complain the whole time, right? Like, as soon as the ref blows his whistle, they're like, oh, fuck, here we go again, stopping the game. You're like, did you not just see him knock the ball on? Or, <laughs> he, he bit his ear, mate. Like, come yeah. on, mate. Or, like, I mean, in the in the Rebels game, like, there was a, a clear, like, um, the ball was held up, and the TMO, like, reviewed it within, like, you know, 10 seconds. Like, the first shot, you could see that the ball wasn't grounded. So they were like, yeah, no try. And they were like, oh, oh, that's a brilliant decision by the TMO. They were so quick about it. Like, why can't why can't all TMOs be that quick? And you're like, dude, that was, like, a very clear black and white Legendly. case of try, no try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, the Australians are constantly complaining. South Africans are just fucking boring, right? Oh, they just, they, to me, they're not super... Like, like they'll tell you the guy's height, his weight, and what school he went to. Yeah. The New Zealanders are great because they, they just enjoy it. Like, everything's, like, super positive to them. But, like, they also, for me, like, they often get carried away. Like, they just... Sometimes they end up just being, like, spectators that are enjoying the game with a microphone, right? Yeah. So you actually don't get very much like insight out of them. You get the whole sort of boomfa from from Justin Marshall, or whatever. But that's not T- common. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We've got to TM that because we're not allowed to. He's trademark boomfa. Boomfa TM. So is he trademark boomfa? He tried to, and I think me oh my, I did enjoy that one. Me oh my. Did enjoy that? Yes, boy. Sorry, I fucked it up. I think he could. Well, you can say that, Matt. Oh yeah, true. I can. Sorry, under fair use, I can use it. A similar statement. It's like it's like Abby Abby Das with four stripes. It's kind of similar concept. But I don't know. But like, so but the English commenters were something very different from what I've come to expect in the Southern Hemisphere. Like, they were talking a lot about. It was almost like sort of. It was similar to the South African, where like they talk about like a player's history and where he's come from. And his club and that kind of stuff. But it's, but but it's actually interesting. It's kind of yeah, it wasn't boring for some reason. Well, maybe just because maybe it's the first the time. To... It's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just new, new we, we, we'll like we'll, put, we'll put a pin on this one, Alex, and we'll speak to you again in three time. months' time. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I enjoyed the, the refreshing sort of change of pace. It felt very very professional. Let me put it that way. Okay. Very professional. Um, and maybe it's because they don't have former players in the commentary booth. Possibly. Okay, so I've got, let's see, so let's do the Super Rugby and Zanzi update news quickly. And so this is from, uh, was this the uncredited one from Phil, where there's just, it's, it's from, just a paragraph. From, from Phil, yeah. Phil but Budget League winner. Let's give Phil yeah. some credentials. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, yeah. But budget League winner Phil. So to quote the paragraph that he screenshotted from somewhere and just posted in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> with with, no uh, with zero citation or fuck all. So, <laughs> I mean, I could have typed this in a Word document and shot a screenshot yeah. of it. So, it's probably from Alex. <laughs> it's in first person yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> My understanding, comma, <laughs> from sources <laughs> at two Super Rugby franchises. So it could have been Adam just hanging out between. The no, I, I, the can, I can Super tell you straight. Vague, yeah. I can tell you straight away. Only only lawyers start to say this with my understanding. Yeah. yeah. So 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 straight away that discounts a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that Including a all warm, of us. a warm up <laughs> weekend? Parenthesis. It doesn't disregard you and Matt and uh, I mean Alex and Matt. No, it it doesn't really <laughs> take. A, yeah, I, I I think lawyer is a big word for what I do, hey. Yeah. yeah. Formally trained. Yeah, you trained. You yeah, formally le- trained. Le- le- legally trained, yeah. yeah. So there's a warm up weekend. You've lost vocabulary, which is, you know. Yeah. 
you probably you probably do more of a lawyer's job than we do at the moment, Ben. Well, yeah, you definitely no, no, do more yeah, than me at the moment. I, I, I do I do a lawyer's job. It's just I don't take uh, I don't side as a lawyer, so it's kind of a best of both worlds. Where, I mean, you know, that's, you just that's that's key. Lawyer around without any liability. It's the best. I mean, you're living your best life now. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, so um, the crux of it is just that they're potentially eyeing. A fourth or fifth, but not necessarily the Sunday as a warm-up weekend. Although it may prove unfeasible if the teams aren't able to launch the competition proper by the 12th of September. So a full month away. Two months. A full two months away. They've got two months to train? No, one month. I can't do maths anymore. <laughs> I forgot. No, no. Well, well, today's the, it's like 40 days. Because today's the 17th. 17th. So it's... Yeah, so it's like... And then there's, because there's, no, fuck, September's after August. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> there. You guys are all over the place. That's why it's just under a month away. Like, the kickoff should be just under a month away. Yeah, but, Ooh, the, but the game tight. that Phil was talking about is in, would potentially be in three weeks. Yeah. So that, that would be like the, that would be like Superhero Saturday sort of. Yeah, yeah, which would be great. Which would be great. But has anyone done contact sport, uh, contact training yet? No, no, I don't think so. No, that's why we need the warm-up weekend. Hard training, hard training, but... Yeah, I think... Oh, they, have they started contact training? Yeah, that's Maybe. as far as... I, I know they were given the okay like two weeks ago to start contact training, but I don't think anyone's actually started it. Well, I mean, like, we're moving to level two from as of tomorrow, as of midnight tonight. So... Are you sure it's like midnight I, last night, Adam? Alex? I am, I am sure. Are you and, certain? Yeah, so... The implication is that by one o'clock in the morning on Tuesday, we'll see some of the teams doing contact training already. <laughs> they should be in again. Like, like Oaks, Oaks are waiting. Like, like... <laughs> just, just actually, have we, the tackle bags ready to go. We still have a curfew, actually, so we can't yeah. even do that. I would watch James Fenton is waiting with a tackle bag. Yeah. He's, do you think he sleeps oh, yeah. with it? Just as a pillow? Yeah. Did, I, I don't think he sleeps. Maybe I've, nev- I've never seen him. No one's ever mentioned that he sleeps. Okay, sorry. I, I, retract, <laughs> I retract the accusation that I said Alex, a Alex, human being sleeps. Sleep. We, 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 are just talk- we are just talking about this. Please don't give the South African commentators more boring shit to talk about. Like, um, J- James Venter sleeps typically between seven and a yeah. half and nine hours a night. Like, like yeah. they, they would love it. They would definitely say that. James Venter, famous insomniac. <laughs> I mean, it's we're probably the most reputable source of information that he could use, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would like, I would like to think his commentary would be better if he listened yeah, to the there, podcast. It would be, to be a net, it'd be a net gain. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably just listens to the like our complete shit and takes it seriously, like how we constantly talk about how Jeff Farling was a British and Irish line. Is he the reason why it keeps getting brought up, like this weekend? Oh God, we. Have we been recycling that that information back into the commentary? We haven't let us die as natural death. We the ones who, we actually <laughs> as much to blame as anyone else. Yeah. Fuck, it's, I, like, I, it's like it's like dark. If you guys watch dark on Netflix, we are yes. we are our own origin. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we it's kind of like uh, it's like Philip J. Fry in Futurama. Yes. You know how exactly. he's his own grandfather. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, when, when Alex brought up that fact this weekend i nearly shut myself because i thought it was something else like it had completely left my brain and then he brought it up and i was expecting (laughs) 
that like there was a massive calculation error in like the scoring of the budget league or something and then it was just <laughs> that little factoid oh, fuck. Uh, like it just derailed like the next half an hour in my life i was like shit <laughs> it's like that it's like that brief moment when uh when alex north's team hadn't updated on the on the team sheets and adam still thought there was a mathematical <laughs> chance that he could win the league <laughs> I love it, I love it. Adam, Adam, like, like almost 200 points behind everyone else. All, all the teams are essentially identical, but Adam thinks there's still a chance. <laughs> Adam wasn't brave enough to even pick Dixon this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Dixon was the money pick, huh? Jeez. No, Tia Tia was the money pick by Matt. <laughs> that well, 17 but... point swing over everyone else who <laughs> oh, no, the, that's the thing like the swing of Tia Tia over Hurson who didn't enough... even play yeah, still wasn't, wasn't as big as the swing of Dixon over, over Dan Coles yeah Coles was like yeah. a 20 something swing almost yeah because yeah. Coles and Dixon was it was a 22 was point swing yeah just Tia Tia was, was just hilarious because I just bought him because I needed to make sure that I had my player my team yeah, player and, I, and, the, and, I, and the other I, the other the moneyball pick was um Mitch Hunt. Yeah, Mitch Hunter over Josh Did anyone play Mitch Hunter? Uh, Alex Wilson did, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. I saw Mitch Hunt. Hunt was on at least one bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, No, Andrew Shabbat played him. I had Ashton and Mitch Hunt on my bench. Oh, no. Well, somehow Alex Hornsby might... Well, Alex... Story of my season. (laughs) Wait, but Josh Ioni on this sheet says got 59 points. Yeah, it turned out not to be a big thing. At one stage, there was about a 40 difference between them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, remember when Phil asked us all about certain rugby players' autobiographies by title? Yes. So, I do remember that. There's, there's a specific rugby player. He's releasing an autobiography in October. So, bonus point for who can tell me. The title of the book is Loosehead. Who do you think that? Who do you think the author is? <laughs> That's unimaginable. It was a full victory. No. No, wait, he's a tight end. He's a tight end as well. Lucy. <laughs> um, Joe Moody. Own pranks. No, they're no, tight ends. No, uh, no. Joe jo, 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 jo Marla? Bingo. Well done. Well done, Ben. Oh, God, are you serious? Yes. I've been saying for, I've been or, saying for a uh, while now that, that Joe Marla doesn't actually have a personality that people think he has. Yeah. Like, it's all just like he, he prepares. Yeah, it's all just, it's all just like haircut and ball squeezing. And people yeah. just like no, made him this like zany guy because of that yeah yes. and he's well i think he's got a publicist who like who like mm. writes material for him but he then definitely. whoops out definitely and i mean like that whole like that whole sort of um like, he tries so hard to be like the british honey badger yeah. and he's just not that he's just not that funny to be honest no, no he's not at all but so yeah i just thought i'd bring that up um it's described as uh comings and goings ups and downs a roller coaster of a career to date Jesus, like, why but, do you have to say it? Just, just say it's it's Joe Marler's autobiography. Yeah. Like, no, people no. who are interested in it will buy it. I mean, at least at least he plays no. loose heads, so I mean, it tracks. Oh, that's yeah, true. But, but, but why why do people write their autobiographies before they retire? I was gonna say, surely he's almost retired yeah. now. He can't be have many more years left in him. Like, just well, wait then, two more. Years. Then retire and then write it. Because I don't know what if something. What if he. Oh no, plays tight head for a bit or something. That book's invalid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. Oh, like, or reverse Kuni and Ben, who then made his glorious return to Loosehead this weekend as well. Yeah, it's, and it's, didn't it's die. Kuni, it's Kuni, so he was just did, he just did smart play, uh, playing Loosehead for the Sharks. He just pretended. <laughs> yeah, like even, like, even, even Tank Lanning was like, 
when they're like, yeah, he's playing lucid. He's like, no, Wait surely not. Surely not. <laughs> surely not. <laughs> he's going to die. Uh, I, think, I, think I think we've been had, boys. <laughs> uh, uh, do, do you remember uh, John Byrne Davies from Turtles? Yeah, no, exactly the same thing. So this guy, this guy was like a, a monster. I'm pretty sure. He, no, actually, I'm not going to say that. But anyway, he was, uh, he was, he was a really big guy, and I, he played like first team at school. Or he was good, at, and he was big. He gymmed like twice a day, but he he played prop at school, very good prop, but he just refused to play prop for turtles, and citing some imaginary back injury. It's like if you have a back injury, you can't play rugby. Yeah, you no, can't play rugby at all. So where did Compte he want to back down? At eight or what? Eighth man. No, he was a good eighth man. Eight Obviously, was... everyone was yeah. a good eighth but, man. But, but it would have been more useful to have him at prop. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think is occasionally he would. He would just get over us going backwards. So he'd just be like, cool. And he would just scrum by himself and push us the whole team forward. But he yeah. could definitely <laughs> just be lazy. Yeah, so... I mean, that's, that sounds fair enough to me, to be honest. Like, so, it no, sounds no, like he's, so he had the right to choose. Yeah, he did definitely have the right to choose. I was going to fight him about it either, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway. that, But yeah, side note on Joe Marler. Banned for 10, 10 weeks after, you know, in, uh, controversially grabbing Alwyn Jones' balls. And hasn't missed a single game of rugby because of that. And got, yeah. a, and got his face painted on Twickenham. Yeah. That, so, that was the weirdest part, actually. But but actually, we, we were talking about this, like, Joe Marler's sort of gone anti-COVID. Because, oh, you yes, know, yeah, most players came back out. with, like, a, a stupid haircut. But Joe Marler's, like, looking quite sensible. Yeah, he grew it out. He's like, got a bigger beard he's now. He's got a big beard, though, now. Yeah, but now, now like, massive. beards are so normalized now that, like, he just looks like a guy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So, Good for him, I guess. <laughs> before we move on to the games, Alex, do you yep. want to whip out your... Lifestyle con- Kef, comparison. Careful how you finish that sentence. Your lifestyle comparison website, because Ooh, fuck, I think there is a there's a there's a there's an article on rugby pass. Every country in the world where you can be paid to play rugby, and then they oh. list a whole bunch of semi-professional leagues. Okay, hang on. So should should we delve into this, or should we? Yeah, save? no, I mean, I I I'm all in on this. Okay, so. Uh, how do you want to? How do you want to go about it? All right, I've got the. Let me see. I've I got the find... website. By the way, the website is called X Ex, Pakistan. Oh. Like expat, and then Istan, like, yeah. like oh. you know, Turkmenistan I mean, or something. That's quite a clever name okay. for a website. All right. What? Which? 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 Uh, cities do you want to compare cost of living between? Okay. Wait. I'm busy having looking now. So, let's let's pick one European, one African, and one Asian. Okay, country. I can only do two, two at a time. Okay, two. That so the, let's ditch the all the Europeans ones. Let's ditch all the European ones. Okay. No, 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 but what, what, what's the most just, just what's the most obscure European city you can play? Well, European country you can play. So like okay, I'm going to the bottom of the European. It's got to be Luxembourg. Okay. Jesus. Uh, so Ukraine uh, rugby Superliga, Poland's well, extra like Liechtenstein. Hungary's extra Liga. So Liechtenstein, I don't think is semi-professional. Netherlands okay. has Eric Klasser. Russia has the Premier League. <laughs> uh, Romania has a Superliga. And George. So Georgia, Romania. Those would have been the most obscure countries. Hungry. Because the obscurity of the country is almost like inversely proportional to the so prominence of rugby as a sport. Yeah, so let's do Hungary, Poland or Ukraine. 
it's, Ukraine's pretty, pretty yeah, weird. I, mean, I, like, I can imagine so. Ukraine would, would play rugby. Like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, well, so. I mean, as a, as a, as a colony, you... a current colony, current colony, colony of Russia. <laughs> okay, well, I could do, do you want to do Kiev or do you want to do Budapest? Do, uh, I like Budapest. Because I'd definitely rather live in Budapest than Kiev. I mean, that's also true. Okay, so okay. Hungary has what are we... DH, um, uh, Alex, you'll be very proud of this. The DHL Extra Liga. Oh, uh, God, okay. Is a six team semi professional league featuring five teams from Hungary and one Romanian side. So, oh, so I was going to say, I think the only, the only country that I feel like would do well with the DHL sponsor is Romania because they at least have yellow and red in their least, flag. Yeah, so they sorted. So, okay. Or Spain. Spain would, Spain would be great. Yeah, so, All right. Anyway, sorry. We 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 be comparing the cost of living to. Do we want to do? Oh, no, Asia's only got. Ooh, Asia's got a good one. Okay. Vietnam. The the Dialogue Rugby League, Sri Lanka. What? Sri Lanka. <laughs> Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah, we're, we we always talk about Sri Lankan rugby though. Yeah, yeah. but that, I think that's that's quite big because that's where Chris Clutie was playing. Yeah, it's its mm. own semi-professional eight-team league, the Dialogue Rugby League, which has been yeah, running so since it... the 1950s. Yeah, but apparently, right, so they, apparently they, they like rugby in Sri Lanka. Yeah, so no, Asia's Colombo, got that Colombo's top league. Nice and the top challenge. Okay. No, Colombo's alright, actually. Well, uh, so, um, if you're interested, Budapest is 35% more expensive than Colombo. Okay, so what you're saying is oh, we should... I, I, I would say it. I, I would say it. I'm quite surprised like, like, that, to be honest. Play? I don't know. You need to know which... What's the most obscure one in, in Africa? Africa... Or Indy or something. No, well, so this is, so they are implying that you have to be paid. So Curry Cup, Super yeah. Rugby, Kenya Cup, or the Gold Top Twenty, Madagascar. Madagascar. Sure. Madagascar must be fucked. Antananarivo. Yeah. Who do we want to compare Antananarivo to? Um, let's pick someone from South America. Or yeah. Oceania? No, Oceania's essentially uh, the Mitre 10 Cup or the N- NRC. <laughs> well, we can compare Antananarivo to Kiev. Yeah, let's compare those two. Uh, Kiev. Oh, let's building it back over here. Oh, wow, it's pretty close, actually. Kiev is 10% more expensive than Antananarivo. Okay. Housing's cheaper. Housing's cheaper in Madagascar. Um, yeah. Madagascar is massive. I told you about that. Oh, wait, hang on. No, sorry. Housing is more expensive in Madagascar. Really? It's an and island. Kiev. Like that. Kiev. Yeah. No, but it's an island like the size of South Africa, though, Madagascar. But yeah, clothes are 80% more expensive. So I assume that includes your rugby kit. Yeah, but because, I mean, to get to Kiev from China is not very difficult. Shipping is no. incredibly cheap. Yeah, we can thank we can thank the Silk Road for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Alright, sure. well there you have it. Yeah. Here we go. And that's a nice little I feel I feel like we need to close the loop now, so I am just gonna do Kiev and Hungary. Okay. Uh, just I'm sure the people are out there dying. Dying to know if it dying. tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um What how do I Oh sorry, of course Hungary's not a uh, not a city. Budapest. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was like, how am I, how am I misspelled? Like, I how am I not spelling pieces. hungry? I'm sure I've put the A in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm literally hungry. Um, okay, so Budapest is 25% more expensive than Kiev. 
So Budapest is the most expensive place to live out of these four options. So your salary is going the least far, depending on how much you get. Yeah, paid. so it sounds like it goes Budapest, Kiev, uh, yeah, Budapest, uh, Kiev, Antananarivo, then Colombo. Yeah, so all three of those so, were also semi-professional leagues, so not necessarily. So if, if you can get your if you can get your salary pegged to the US dollar, and they're all offering the same deal, then you should definitely take up a contract in Colombo. Nice. I'm glad we sorted. Yeah. There we go. Okay. What's next? Okay. What's next is just to discuss the last three games. So the final of Super Rugby Aotearoa, and then. Super Rugby Australian Union just carrying on as usual. Where shall we start? Um, we'll uh, start, we'll start we with Australia, yeah. Yeah, Let's we did the Friday game. Okay, Friday was... The Force. Force. Force the... hosting the Tars. And yeah, so this was the one I initially forecast that the Force might be able to take a, a Tars scalp. Oh, was I wrong? <laughs> yeah i don't know i i mean like the, 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 the tars were pretty good last week um so like i, I don't think we were anyone was too surprised um yeah they, who did they beat last week the, the brumbies the, no, the, the reds. reds the reds the reds um look i mean the, the force like it's the same story that we've always kind of had with them like they they've got one or two really good guys um I, I told you guys that stat earlier. Between Stunder and Thrush, they made 25. No, it was Stunder. No, it was, it was Stowers. Stowers. Yeah. yeah. Henry Stowers and Jeremy Thrush. So the Samoan and the New Zealand. Yeah. Between the two of them, they made 45 tackles, which is insane. But they just don't have like cohesion. Like they, they just kind of feel like 15 guys that kind of get together to, to jaw. Well, Sunday League. Yeah, it feels a bit Sunday league. You know, I, I had I had a, f- a similar feeling about the Rebels actually. Um, we'll get mm. to that, but for me, it's like the the Western Force like like have banded together, like to have fun and play rugby. Like they they know that they don't have too much to lose. Mm. Um, whereas like the Rebels play just like a bit more disjointed in a more kind of depressing way because you know that they actually are a real team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like watching the force. I, I only had half half an eye on this game, to be honest. But um, yeah, mostly I wasn't the surprised same. The result. Yeah, mostly the same. I was expecting it. I was hoping it'd be a little closer than a t- uh, eight twenty eight blowout. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I uh, I've said it before. Like, if the force can't get a win in this tournament, then the Australian rugby needs to have a long, hard look at itself because, like, the gap that's emerged just looking at the table like there's four teams that are all relatively close on points yeah, and, then and then there's the, the force. force languishing now because yeah the tars yeah. the tars picking up two wins now definitely help yeah. there and situation. you can say what you want about it but like putting like trying to to use your leverage to get them back into like a trans-tasman competition just be honest about what you're doing like it's good for the force it's good for twiggy forester it might even be good for australian rugby but it's not good for the competition. It's not good for New Zealanders. It's not good for anyone watching. Like, trying to get the Western Force to play against the Crusaders twice a year is just, a, you're just having a fucking laugh. It'll be fun to watch. Like, I mean, it's the same. The Force uh, haven't played proper rugby in years. So you've got to no, get they played, they played oh, the GR, they Global Rap. They, they played, they played uh, Global Rapid Rugby. 
which yeah, is and they played the NLC. Half games. Just, I mean, it's like, and if you look at their roster, like, you wouldn't expect them to be competitive consistently, but, you know, yeah. I, I don't think their roster is like much worse than like the Rebels, for example. Um, they've got off the Australian team. They've got like a fully Wallaby backline. Exactly, and yeah, but like, do they <laughs> a fully like, Australian they, backline? The, the, the backline, like, they've pretty much only got Corabetti. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, come on, like, I just, like, I mean, I don't know what you say, but like, you know, you'd hope that, like, or uh, maybe, and I suppose that's your point is that the gap between, or, or, or I suppose you're saying the gap between Wallabies and Force is maybe not that big, but I suppose this would at least say that there is a gap. I think it's, it's, it's like, it's, like, I mean, they, they haven't been giving like getting 50 points a week right that's the thing like they hmm. they, they haven't been losing in blowout games every single week I think so like they've much. they've been like they they can they they have enough in them to be somewhat competitive on like a micro level so like play play by play you feel like they're kind of doing the best and like they're putting on a good match but then suddenly you look at the scoreboard you're like oh they're actually not going to win this game are they and then at the end of the game, you're like, okay, well, you know, it was a scrappy effort by like a you know ragtag group of guys who are thrown together, you know, in difficult circumstances, blah blah blah. But then, you know, we're now seven weeks in, and they still haven't won a game against, like, I would say, relatively weak opposition because I don't feel like these Australian teams are anywhere near as strong as they were, you know, let's say five years ago. I mean, the Waratahs have lost guys like Falau and the Reds. The Reds are going through a rebuild as well. Like they've got all their new guys coming through. The Rebels are kind of the same, and the Rebels are, are playing guys like Brad Wilkin and Andrew Deegan at 10, um, and like Frank Lamani at 9, like Genia's gone. Um, and like, so, you know, I feel like those guys are pretty much on the same level as guys like Brad Lacey and Byron Ralston. And like, I would say definitely in terms of, I did a thing on Twitter today, but like power rankings of loose forwards, Henry Stowers and uh, Brunard Stunder are two of the best loose forwards in Super Rugby AU, for sure. Um, I mean, that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and like this is what I'm saying. Like on a on a man but like man to man basis, like Ian Pryor and John Lance as a nine ten combination, it's not that bad. It's not it's not like significantly worse than um Lawrence and Yeah, Lawrence Lawrence and Deegan. Like in fact I in fact I might even say Pryor is better than Lawrence. And and I'd I'd probably take Lance's experience over Deegan, you know? But then, I mean, of course, they, in their case, they've got, like, Matt Tamura 12. I feel like the centers are where the forces, like, really do struggle. Like, Kahui was pretty good this weekend, but he's not that great usually. Like, he's a bit over it, obviously. And Marcel Brachy, I mean, I've, I've shared my thoughts on him before. But, you know, the second row, they've got Fergus Lee Warner, who's actually, like, quite a... He's, like, got a bit of Michael Stol- Stolberg about him. Like, he's quite a workhorse. And, I mean, the locks in Australia are a problem. So, mm-hmm. Matt Phillip aside and Luke Kandasai, Salakai Lotto, I don't really give a shit between someone like Fergus Lee Warren or Jeremy Thrush and like a Ned Hannigan. You know, there's no there's no ground being lost there, if you ask me. The second top turnover, I Ned was, Hannigan. I was going to say, what was, that, <laughs> what was that stat you gave us for Ned Hannigan? I, I still need a fact check that. I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure uh, I believe any, any stats anymore. Yeah, yeah stats after, are, after the Northern it's Hemisphere. It's a bit of a lie. Oh, fucking lies and statistics. Like, like I don't know, like, how does how does Hannigan make a turnover? <laughs> by playing Ben 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 by playing <laughs> rugby in Australia. <laughs> no, no, but, 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 
I mean, like, like, how does he win? Does he win it on the floor? Does he like rip it out of the guy's hands? He's not nearly mobile enough. You know, this is the thing. To me, he's not short enough or quick enough to maybe win a they, ball on the maybe floor. Maybe they're and he's, like and he's, not, and he's not strong enough to like rip a ball from a player who's standing like Itoje does. So how how is uh, how is Hennigan stealing ball? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, but anyway. So I mean, just yeah, getting back to the force. Like I, uh, I think that you know, it's just it seems clear to me that like when you when you tally up the whole like the the net strength of the of the side compared to other australian sides um and particularly in the context of a potential move across to new zealand because for me generally speaking like over the last few years the top the top two australian sides can mix it with like the bottom three new zealand sides Mm. give or take and i feel like generally that's been true for south africa as well we've been lucky in the sense that the lions had like a really strong three years in a row and the Sharks this year were looking really really competitive but generally speaking we're lucky if we can get one team to really mix it with the top New Zealand team so it's the same oh, I'll, say, I'll say we can mix it with the bottom three in New Zealand and then we can mix it with the top two when they come to South Africa yeah yeah mm-hmm. look I mean yeah, it's, yeah. There's, always, there's always going to be a bit of give and take and we've got travel on our, on our side in that sense but yeah. the Australians like at the moment I don't think that the Brumbies, who are their best team, can mix it with the Crusaders on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. Nobody can, to be fair. So, mm. you know, there's no way anyone... I don't think any team in the world could beat the Crusaders. Oh, you, oh, 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 yeah, oh, Saracens at their peak, but Saracens at their peak would have them. <laughs> no, 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 like, they they could get a game or two, but like what I mean is, like, you play them ten times in a row, you'd, you'd lose Saracens, at least five. Saracens at their peak don't understand what wings are, though, apparently, Ben. As yeah. far as Jamie Robertson was concerned. <laughs> And if there's yeah. one thing, or, the or salary un- caps. Yeah. You know, if there's one thing is if that the Crusaders understand, it's what wigs are. Yeah, that could be their motto: Crusaders, we fuck up trophies and know what wigs are. There we go. Let's yeah, like, on a I think there's there's no basis for for trying to like credibly have a competition that puts the force against the Crusaders. Is the bottom line of what I'm saying. Well, I, don't now, think I that saw, I saw like someone I saw someone proposing um, a tournament with. The five New Zealand teams, five Australian teams, and five Japanese teams, and all I yeah, could think is, what, what, what a fucking waste of time for the New Zealand teams. Yeah, it's, it's a waste never of accept that. They won't time. Accept like that. it's, but like must 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 we waste the best years of like Hoskins Satutu's life and his career by putting him against fucking Ned Hannigan, turnover specialist? Yeah, or like Ned Hannigan and and Hayden Parker. Like, come on. Can we get these guys into a proper competition? Like, I, I almost want them to be kicked out of Super Rugby to go north and play against Saracens, and we'll fuck around in the south with Australia where we belong. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, that's that's my rant over. No fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go cool and check my mints. Okay. Um. While Alex is out, let's start on Reds versus Rebels. Rebels who just, although Alex had something to say about the Rebels, but yeah, Rebels just. Could not seem to score, or the Reds. Oh, so, so score. what was it? They what was the worst? What was it? Rebels couldn't score, or the Reds just had no, no, amazing the, the Reds, defense. The Reds' defense was their their tackling was really good. Let's say that. Yeah, they tackled like but, and landed in the right spot. Yeah, no, no, they they, they tackled really well, but they still they, they you know they they gave up meters on defense, hmm. but it was just 
the rebels, like when they were in sort of the the last sort of fifteen meters, they just became so one-dimensional, like like painfully one-dimensional, yeah. just one-off runners, not pick and carry. And then I think it's also a bit of the the new goal line dropout rule. Yeah, maybe. Because I think, you know, if you find you're struggling, you're struggling, you get the five-meter scrum, and then you, you you know, you scrum, obviously. Yeah, and then it's set up it, Yeah, it sets up. You've got your, your, your man up. Basically, you only have to kind of half, half beat one defender to score. Yeah. But, yeah, but because of the goal line dropout, it looked almost like a, like a drill at one point. Where, you know, it's like, okay, you guys attack for 15 minutes and we all defend, and then... It was weird. Yeah, it was a interesting game. But it did have... So, Pony's coming, becoming one of my preferred members of the Australian rugby alum. Very quickly. <laughs> Fuck, his break was amazing. <laughs> and yeah. then that it end... No, it wasn't that break that was... Ta- but also that high-speed tackle between him and Tupo as well. Was it wasn't early. like a tackle, it was, it was like a just collision. Just a collision, it was just filth, oh. early in the morning for me, it was what I was looking for. Uh, yeah, Australia is producing some really dynamic props, it's yeah, quite so, impressive. But, I mean, you'd Ops. say Australia's, but I mean, is Pony, yeah, Pony I think is Australia. Well, whatever, the Australian leaves, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure, I don't really know, I don't really follow it too much. Yeah, but either way. He's definitely, he's most probably been my one standout of that league this season. (laughs) Matt, prop watch. Prop watch. So this guy, Pony, keep an eye on him with his kick return. I think he cemented me early with that kick return of his. And uh, what's his, Ilof, Corbus Ilof? Oh, shit, yes. (laughs) With his budgie smuggler. What was that at? No, it was just it was a good moment. Yeah, no. So that was also like love a prop wearing bright pink. Oh yeah, but, but I mean, but did you see? Did you see they were they were like rebels brand? Yeah. So I saw online somewhere in Oxford discussing it. Apparently, guys play in the budgie smugglers because they fit tighter than jocks, so there's not danger of shit falling out. Plus, they've got the little drawstring at the top that you can tie off to make sure they don't get pulled down. So you wear those, and then you wear your compression tights over them. Look, I got put onto the the um, wisdom of wearing a speedo under a, under rugby shorts a while ago, and it's been a game changer since. So I can very much swear by it. Okay. Well, would you say it's would you say it's a turnaround point in your career? Mm, I think it's, it was a career prolo- prolonging move. Um, I don't necessarily know if I became a better player, but I certainly played longer than I maybe could have otherwise. Okay. It just gives you, you know, a little bit more, more, um, a little bit less friction. So you're a little bit quicker in the legs. Okay, okay. So the key, vital for a prop, really. Yeah. Well, I well, mean, every, every bit helps. Yeah, I don't think Tupac could make those electric brakes if he didn't have, you know, low, low friction underwear. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what held my rugby career back. Maybe that's why I just plateaued from when I turned about sixteen. Were you one of those guys who just played in sat- the the silk boxes? No, I, I hate boxes. Eh? I'm a I'm a jocks guy, but I don't have like I never played in like a speedo really because I 
you know, it associated with swimming and I didn't like swimming. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood, yeah, we had the guys who played in like the silk boxes. That never tracked for me. I could never make sense of that move. Yeah, we, we had guys that. like at school who played in like, but you know, like like the sleeping shorts thing. Yeah. They're they... kind of like, they're almost longer than their rugby shorts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I always played in, I played in compression ties. Okay. But I never played in. Um, I never went. I never went full speed. But yeah, maybe maybe I missed the missed the. Another, another, maybe when I, when I when I re, when I restart my career now at prop, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll play in. Uh, I'll play in the speedo. Okay. So yeah. So, which one ranks more majestic? Ilof losing his pants or Koch losing his top? I think Koch losing his top because. It was just obviously if a guy loses his pants, you're gonna see his underwear. But I think it was such a surprise when Koch lost his top and he was just a fucking slab. Yeah, it was just this ripped unit, just like okay, cool. And I think it was an intimidation tactic at that point. Yeah, like I'm surprised he probably like was loosening. The anyway, shirts like, going forward. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was impressive. Yeah. So. I think I think what? they both lose out to Donko Callahan surely. Oh, yes, understand. He lost he lost his pants and then tried to join a line out. <laughs> um, what what do you guys think of the the goal line dropout tactics? Well, the the sort of the metas become that. You, you, I don't know if it's just for Gears or what, but you just get a prop to run it back, kind of make a collision around the twenty two, and then obviously have some quite good go forward ball. But do you think that's the best way to manage them? No, because Pony had to go off like immediately for an HIA when he did it. As much fun as it was. Have you guys spoken about the Reds? Have you guys spoken about the Reds defense yet? We mentioned yeah. it, but we knew well, you wanted we, we, to... We, more, we, we criticized the Rebels attack. We didn't say, we yeah. said it's more their, their tackling was very good. Not really their... They didn't really yes, have to yes. defend in a way. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, so I mean, I think that's a good distinction. Like, their tackling was Herculean, actually. Like, it was actually mm-hmm. crazy that they defended that accurately and that patiently. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to say without giving away any penalties, but they did give away penalties. That was the they thing. They did. They gave and, away like, loads. Yeah, and like, but it was almost like the Rebels just didn't know what to do with it. And, like, they just, it was, like, and that's the thing. So, you guys talking about, you know, Pone's, um, you know, being sent off for concussion or whatever. Like, I'm surprised that half the fucking team didn't have to go, go for concussion because they were just running into each other the whole time. It's like mm. it seemed like that was the tactic, just like wind up, and just like you know, it was like the the run it straight challenge or whatever. Um, Caboose did it a couple of times. Pone did it a few times. Um, obviously, Talia Tupu did it a few times. He's on the receiving end more often than not, actually. But I just felt like, I mean, the commentators were getting whipped up into a frenzy every time one of the big men clashed with another big man. But and like you know, it's, it it is good fun, and you know, everyone likes to see a bit of contact. But like. It, they just weren't mixing it up. Like, after the third or fourth time, I was like, geez, guys, really? Like, you're doing this again? Like, you, you still haven't scored a try, and you're sending Pone and Caboose to run it up the middle. Like, do something else. Like, and this is kind of why I was, like, and why I was kind of a bit disparaging about the Wallabies' backlining. The guys like Hodge, like, I expect more from them in a situation like this. Like, can Hodge and Kellaway and Corobetti really not come up with anything better than just, like, run it short off the scrum, off the scrum half and take a hit? Because like Coro Betty was getting mixed up in it too. Like he was acting like a like a ninth forward, 
and like it was just no deception whatsoever yeah, but, about, but, but, about but their maybe attack. it was one of these things with Corabetti when I'm not saying you know Corabetti's the, the the last word in in winging or whatever but maybe it was he's just like well fuck I'm not getting the ball on the wing like I might as well try get it midfield yeah, yeah. Well, maybe so but I, like can, but, can but, I, but he wasn't he wasn't like joining midfield between the centers though like he was cutting out the fly half like yeah, he, was no, he, off, was, he, he was running off. He was running off. Yeah. yeah, he was running off from Mani's shoulder. I don't know. It wasn't. But do, do you know? Do you know who loves uh, loves this style of rugby? Is uh, my, my son James? <laughs> okay. yeah, like he, 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 he loves he loves contact. He goes pow, pow, pow. <laughs> so so we've and confirmed then, James then, isn't then, a backline then, player. And, and then <laughs> when and then when there's like a break in play, like he quite like scrums. But like line outs, he has no time for. He just gets distracted. So he's not a lock. Like, he's not a lock. <laughs> yeah, he's just like looking around. Like ah, I'm, I'm done. What, what's what's the shit? Where's the bow, Dada? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh, that's cool. So, so worst, at worst, James is going to be at twelve. Right. Yeah. So so rebels, the rebels can essentially entertain a one-year-old with this style of. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, look, let it not be said that the Reds weren't. I mean, because you can't defend against what isn't put in front of you, right? Like no, they, we, that possession stat was insane. It was yeah. like and that's it was the thing. 92, eight, 92 yeah. so, eight or something. So, like, I'm definitely not trying to criticize the Rez defense because, like, I don't think that they, like, it's not up to you to choose how the Rebels are going to attack you. If they're just going to run it straight every time and all they're asking you to do is just make non-stop tackles and then you do that, then, yeah, you did a fucking good job. So... So let's see, obviously, yeah. the end of the game stats. Possession was 34-66 by the end of the game. Yeah, but I think first first half was about 50-50, so... Yeah, and then three tries to zero. Defenders beaten. Apparently, the Rebels managed to beat 14 defenders in that entire game. No, but they're, but they're beating defenders in the wrong place. Like, yeah. it's similar to the South African sort of... The World Cup tactic, like where where you choose where they beat defenders, they yeah. don't choose in a way. Yeah. yeah. So you Whereas, know, like, like the rebels were just running at the defenders. Yeah, and also you know if you if you run through a defender, it's never really a clean break because you've lost so much speed. Even even if like Tupo runs over a scrum half, he's lost enough speed that someone's going to get him on the cross cover. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's a, I don't know. Yeah. It, um, it wasn't clever rugby by the rebels, but yeah, good job. Yeah. I, think, I think yeah, let's use clever rugby as a transition point to the final bittersweet match of Super Rugby Aotearoa. What a journey it has been. Let's look back fondly at highlights, like Adi Sevilla's <laughs> dummy pass. <laughs> so that uh, or when when Bowden scored in the first game against. Against the Hurricanes, they all—no, oh, sorry, with the Hurricanes scored. Yeah, and they, uh, they whipped it both. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they pulled Bodie into the who, who, could, who could forget Scott Gregory's debut? <laughs> Certainly not him. <laughs> who, although he probably liked to. Who, <laughs> who was this? It was Brett Cameron who dropped the ball over the line, wasn't it? Last week. Uh, no, Bryn, 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 Bryn Hall. Bryn Hall. Hall. Bryn Hall. Yeah, so, Josh, Josh Mackay ran him down. Classic me, just confusing Brett Cameron and Bryn Hall again. Yeah. Um. Oh what oh what the memories they've given us, um but yeah so <laughs> Highlanders versus Canes this weekend, and I'm kind of glad that the Highlanders ever clinically managed to pull off a win this weekend. 
Yeah, all the Highlanders were, came from everywhere. Like, they actually um, played a really nice game. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, no, but it was like domination in sort of all facets as well. Yeah. I think it, it also shows about, especially when um, was Fletcher Smith playing or was it God and Basher playing final? Basher. 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 Yeah, I think it kind of shows how much the Highlanders have come to rely on TJ, uh, the Hurricanes have come to rely on TJ for, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought Booth was good. Yeah, no, I, I thought, oh, Booth, I thought oh, Booth actually had a God, I saw someone, I saw, I must have been an Australian who wrote the article. Um, Someone saying after Booth's performance this weekend, surely he should he should be in line for an All Blacks cap. I'm like, no. Right, he, he, he's Scottish, isn't he? Oh, no, that's Billy Christie. Yeah, but still, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, that's one fucking game. Doesn't mean yeah. you get to play for the national squad now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might highlight weaknesses of the Australian selection policy. I don't know if that's yeah, like, that, it must that be does, an Australian. That does explain a few things. I was like, yeah, that must yeah, be one, how the yeah, Australian, what, it must be an Australian what, who wrote this article, because I don't what, think One anyone good game, and, and suddenly Jordan Ulysses has more Wallaby caps <laughs> than he does Super Rugby caps, so. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, I, I like the, I mean, yeah, I think probably one of the one of the things that the Super Rugby season will be most famous for having given us is Marina Michaela too. Yeah. And like I think he he's been he's been one of the finds of the season. I think probably second to Hoskins Tutu, um, mm. who unfortunately we didn't get to see again this year. Well, this this tournament at least. Um, but yeah, like geez, how good is that combination? Dylan Hunt as well. Mm. Yeah, I, Just, well, I don't I don't know what it is with maybe it's the the checkers or something. But jeepers, the Highlanders can just churn out loose forwards. Eh? Yeah. Mm. They do. I mean, even back in the day with guys like Adam Thompson. Uh, Nasi Manu. Nasi Manu, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. They've always had good, always had good Lucy's. Oh, Squire. Elliot Dixon. Squire. Squire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, quality. Yeah. And also, the season had the resurgent of Ash Dixon. Oh, yeah. The, the fourth yeah that was a weird one for me because, I mean, he, he was so fucking. He was probably the. No, I wasn't even close to being the best rocker because and Taylor were yeah, fucking ridiculous. But he was he was really good and like I, know, it, I kind of I'm trying to figure out why Coltman kept starting over him all those years. But was maybe Coltman was just that better f- up until the season and he just did lockdown better. Dixon just did oh, lockdown maybe. better. Could be. I, I mean, because it, it was sort of really astounded me though. Like, not that I've seen much from Ashton in the past either, but I've never seen much from Colton to be like, wow, this guy should be a constant all black. Yeah. I I've always I've always felt like he he was the clear third hooker for the all blacks. Like just because like James Parsons never really wowed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, they've always like they've taken guys like Asafa Amur just on potential, which but, is yeah, but I, I, I don't think like like a guy like Asafa Moa, he isn't who you want running on, you know, like a say like a 12 a 12 minute injury to your normal hooker no you don't you, you don't the, want to start a yeah you yeah. want no no then no, again, no. Uh, Dan Cole's the guy you know no but Dan, can Dan Cole's can can play a tighter game I think he's mm. yeah he's got that but, I, 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 but I'm a bit worried about Cody Taylor like I, I don't know if he's going to be able to kind of go back to being a normal hooker like I think he's <laughs> he's seen the Cole's life <laughs> yeah. and it's it's so easy for him at the at the at the crusaders as well like you can just get away with it yeah well i think the, these new breakdown rules suit player like cody uh cody taylor and dan coles because the mm. breakdown's so quick 
you never really need to commit players to it. So as long as your locks are hitting your breakdown, you're fine. Actually. Yeah. Can just Everyone ramp. else can just be rampant. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed the game. I was yeah, really happy mm. for the Highlanders. Um, but I, I don't really feel much for the Canes at the moment, to be honest. Like, if TJ's not playing, yeah. like, Adi, Adi, if Lamapi's not playing, Adi's kind of like the only one I really care about these days. Jordy's, um, done, Jordy's done all right for me this year. Jordy's I, I, and Celeste Rios. Oh. I, feel, I feel nothing for Jordy. I, I, yeah, Celeste Rios, yeah, I, was, I was really banking. I was really hoping that he'd, he'd pull through. Did he come oh, onto the field? I, I can't even remember. Oh, he did. He, he did. Five he, did. he was rubbish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Condolences, Ben. Oh, wait, wait. Well, I don't know. Are we? Is this the last we're going to actually be involved with these players? Because so there is the north south game. If he breaks up, but what are we going to know? But I mean, we we're probably not going to draft these guys again. We might. Yeah. Let's not think I mean, about that. Yeah. Sad. Let's not think about it. Yeah. Chaps, I've got to go finish the finish the, Yeah, I think let's there. let's call it a day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, think, I'm gonna, oh, okay, we're gonna call it a day. Also, I think right. yeah, that's pretty much everything. So we can call it a day and call or call it a night, whatever. Um, yeah, okay. everyone, thanks for joining me and thanks for joining us on such late notice. Yeah, no, it was a pleasure. Yeah, and Alex, thanks for swinging by. Thanks, guys. Yeah, sorry, I was a bit uh, all over the place, but yeah, thanks for having me. And Ben, thanks for joining me and thanks for saving the environment. Is yeah. the environment saved? No, well, he's mopped uh, up, he yeah. single-handedly mopped yeah. up all the oil in Mauritius. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I single-handedly saved the environment. So I feel like I yeah. can stop what I was, was going to do then. Yeah, you don't need to recycle oh, anymore, no. Alex, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. so it's a story about recycling. Like, honestly, just, just do what you want because it's, it's sort of, guys, it's on me. Okay, thanks, Ben. Sure, thanks, Ben. Cool. I'll get I'll get the next one.